Hey everybody, welcome to the Balance Boss Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Zoller, and today's guest is Neely Fisher. Neely is the founder of The Flexible Chef and author of the book, Food You Want for the Life You Crave. Neely's mission is to inspire people around the world to live their most vibrant and crave-worthy lives. Her book, Food You Want for the Life You Crave, features over 100 fresh, gluten-free, and flexible recipes that create craveable and energizing dishes, all while saving time and banishing meal prep stress. Neely's adaptable cooking system gives readers a simpler recipe for success, both in and out of the kitchen. The Flexible Chef brand grew from Neely's two decades teaching in the health and wellness space as a fitness and yoga instructor and a health coach. She has designed and led immersive cooking events, sold out luxury yoga retreats, and women's wellness empowerment programs with renowned health professionals. In 2014, Neely founded Maya, a lifestyle movement that runs luxury wellness events across Asia featuring a broad network of health experts. In between Neely's entrepreneurial adventures, she grocery shops and cooks dinner every night for her husband, four children, puppy, and often a handful of surprise guests. The Fishers currently divide their time between Hong Kong, Israel, and their ranch in Montana. As you can see, Neely is definitely a balanced boss, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to the Balanced Boss Podcast, where we discuss how to live abundantly in all areas of your life. Here is your host and work-life balance coach, Lauren Zola. Neely, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So we always start the Balance Boss podcast with an intention setting. So I just want you to go ahead and set an intention for how you want the listeners to feel once this podcast is through. So my intention for our next 30 minutes is for all of us to be open to the possibility of our best self and our healthiest self emerging. I love that. So tell us a little bit about you, your story. What, what led you to the space of inspiring others and finding play as a chef? I'm sure that you have a story as to how you got to where you are right now. Yeah, well, the story starts from a, from, from a much uh, less flexible me, someone who didn't play very often. I followed the rules to the T and I was, uh, you know, I, I did what we, I always did what I was supposed to do. I followed the recipe in the book. I followed the recipe of life. And I didn't have a lot of fun. I was more rigid in my mindset. Um, I, you know, these days I, um, I, I used my ability to, un, to, to like understand organization, right? Because so many of us that have followed rules, we kind of like know how things are supposed to be. And I use that as a springboard to kind of create and have a little bit more fun and do things my way a little bit. And I think that that's, uh, I think that becoming more chef-like, which is what I inspire in our lives, is really, in a way, the goal, right, of living is for us to to find more freedom, to have more confidence, and uh, to become more like a flexible chef. I love that. So you have a book, right, called, it's called Food You Want for the Life You Crave. Yes. Correct. Can you talk about your inspiration for that book? Did that come from this need to... And not necessarily to, to kind of have that freedom to not be mm-hmm. perfect all the time and to find that flexibility as a chef and as a human and as a mother. Is that where the inspiration of the book came from? Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Um, well, I've always, like, food was always a very big passion of mine. And even as a, in, in, I was always in the wellness space, I was teaching yoga and 
um, doing a lot of stuff in fitness, but food was always like a really big anchor for me and food's a big part of our family. And I love to cook and I think I'm pretty good at it. And so I always knew that I wanted to share my collection of recipes, but when it came time to kind of thinking about the kind of book I wanted to write, I, I thought to myself, I don't just want to put another recipe out there. Like no, really nobody needs another cookbook. I mean, really like cookbooks are, you know, I mean, you should buy my book. Like, because you need my book. No, but seriously, <laughs> yeah, we, but, but we don't really need it because we could just Google whatever it is we're curious about, right? And so I was like, how could I create something that would inspire beyond just a how to make a chicken salad um, to something beyond? And so, you know, the, the way I wanted this book to be a toolbox for people, a, a resource, inspiration as you leaf through the pages for you to say, yes, I can, or wow, that's so cool, or I never even thought about that, or you know, I give a lot of different swaps and ideas, and I show you the basics, and I, and I give you the formula, but then I also show you how to make it yours. I mean, how many people, like, you know when you leaf through cookbooks, you like, you go through and you're like, well, I don't eat chicken, or I don't like chocolate. I mean, you'd be weird, but just kidding. Um, or <laughs> I don't like you know, I don't, you know, drink alcohol. So you just leaf through those pages and you're like, oh, that's not for me. So what I wanted is for people to look through the book and be like, oh, I see. So even if I don't eat chicken, I can make it with eggplant or I could use the marinade and do it with, do something else with it. Or how do I recast leftovers and how do I feed picky eaters and how do I make more time for the things that matter and get out of the kitchen so I can spend the day with my kids on the beach instead of slaving over dinner. Um, so it's a, it's a lifestyle guide. It's a collection of great flexible recipes and an info for living well. I love that. And I love that you have married in the way to, okay, this is, even though this is a cookbook, this is a way to not be stuck in the kitchen, which I think is the most overwhelming thing for people when totally. they do begin to cook, or even if they, you know, cook because they have to, but they don't really enjoy it. It's always that sense of, oh my gosh, I have to go make dinner again, or I have to go make lunch. I have to feed the family, but it's not, I feel like there's very few cookbooks out there that really, I don't know, give people the inspiration to have that play in life and have that flexibility in life. So I think that that's amazing. That's the focus of the book. Yeah, totally. And I give all these like shortcuts or I've got a bunch of kind of like you know, mini blog posts, I guess, or little spreads of ideas. And one of them's like, what the heck is for dinner tonight? When like, oops, I forgot to plan dinner. And like, I've got all these different ideas for like quick and easies and cheats and hacks and, um, you know, kind of cheating your way to the finish line. Cause at the end of the day, it's the result that matters, not the process. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any, I mean, what are some of your go-tos for like for breakfast, for instance, or maybe you can give us kind of a, an insight onto, onto like what would be quick and nourishing that you could make for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like what's a day in the life of Neely if you're trying to be quick and take care of yourself, but also, yeah. you know, get work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's see, I'm a, I'm a very big egg person in the morning, although the book does have things outside of eggs, like, you know, granolas and pancakes and waffles and all sorts of other things. Um, but I'm a big egg person. So, and I'd like to change it up. So like I'll either, you know, what's so funny. I was just staying at a friend's house and I had no time. I was like on the road and 
doing some TV and like no time. And I threw, a, I basically just cracked an egg into a mug and threw in some sauteed vegetables that we had from the night before. And she's like, oh no, no, no. You are not going to put that egg in the microwave. <laughs> she's like, I can't, I'm going to tell people that you do that. Like that you put eggs in the microwave. I'm like, you go, you go do that. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I'm in such a rush, like, and I know microwaves health, whatever, but like, and it's not what I do every day, but you know, there are ways to make eggs if you don't, you know, feel like, uh, you know, scrambling and, and cleaning up the pan. So I do do that when I'm, in, when I'm in a big rush, but you could also make frittatas the night before, which I love to do. And they're just ready in the fridge. And I just, you know, throw a frittata is basically just veggies and eggs, cheese if you wanted. Um, and I keep them in little, you know, individual muffin things. And I grab them, I give them to the kids for school. Um, so there's lots of ways to kind of get breakfast on the table without, you know, having to do a full spread in the morning. Um, okay, uh, let's see what else, lunch. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm personally kind of boring and I eat pretty clean um, when I'm on my own. So it's usually a salad. I have some dressings um, that I always have labeled and ready in the fridge because a great salad is um, only a second away if you have a dressing to match it, I think. So um, I have a ton of great salad recipes in the book and a ton of great ideas on how to store your dressings and keep them ready for a salad lunch attack. So I do that. Um, throw some protein in, some toppers, um, usually that's my lunch. And then dinner, we have a kind of a big family dinner at home. We like to, all, I have four kids and so we, my oldest son's going to college, but um, he's still a kid, but now I have, I have three at home. But um, so I make a, a bit more of a, you know, a sit down production at dinner. Um, it's usually a protein with a veggie and a, a, a you know, some rice or something basic. Like we're not, you know, during the week, we're really not fancy. We get fancy when I host and entertain and we have parties and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. But simple, but efficient. It sounds like you'll have things ready. And is, do you feel like that is the key to making sure that you are feeding yourself properly is to make sure that things are prepared ahead of time? It is absolutely. I'm, I'm in a hotel room right now. And the only thing I see is, okay, it's called smart food, white cheddar cheese, popcorn. That is literally the, <laughs> that is literally the only food in my hotel room. So if I were famished right now, um, that's what I would eat versus, you know, a, a piece of seared salmon that I made the night before that I put in a little container labeled lunch. You know what I mean? So right. yes, um, having stuff on hand is so important because we all know, like, don't go shopping at the grocery store when you're starving. Like, <laughs> don't, you know, always have something ready in the fridge if you want to eat something healthy for sure. And, you know, it, it feels daunting a little at first, like, oh, but I don't have time to write that. I mean, I also, I say that all the time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But um, we make time for the things that matter because then they save us time later. Right. So I, I love to look at my week and think, okay, well, when do I have the time? You know, for me, it's usually on a Sunday or maybe on like an early night or something. And I'll make my menu for the week and I think about what needs to be prepped ahead of time. You know, can I, can I chop the onions and keep them in a container for the next day's whatever? Or, and so when it comes time to cook, half your work is done and then it's not so daunting. So is, are those, can you give us some tips for people who, like, I know I personally have a lot of friends who work high stress jobs. They have children at home. They have to take care of, of 9 million things. And so 
the kitchen is overwhelming to them Mm -hmm. and cooking is overwhelming to them and meal planning is overwhelming. And so really, you know, even when I have clients come to me, it's giving small, small, tiny bits of information that they can use to start to implement, to get them on the train of really being able to plan ahead of time or not make the kitchen so daunting. Do you have any kind of back pocket tips that you would give to someone who feels a little overwhelmed in the kitchen or maybe wants to start to get into meal planning or prepping for the family or themselves? Sure. Look, this is what I do every week. Um, I go into my Word document. I'm like super old school. You could do it on a piece of paper. I like when it's organized digitally because then it's printed and done. But I, I, I literally type out Monday through Friday or whatever, you know, Monday through Friday and then weekends. And I literally just, you know, I, I decide what we're going to eat. I don't even look at recipes yet necessarily. So it's like, okay, Sunday is uh, chicken and rice. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to dumb this down because it really, dinner really can be that simple. Um, you know, Monday is like seared salmon and papaya salad or whatever. Right. Um, and then you either leaf through your cookbooks or just Google a recipe. Sometimes like in my early days, I used to actually print all the recipes and I'd have at the beginning of the week. And this, by the way, takes all of like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Print a stack, print your stack of recipes or like, you know, I'll write like, um, okay, let me give you an example. I'm opening my book right now. Um, and I opened it to Sarah's melt away brisket page one, six, five, right? So I'll just, you know, Thursday night is Sarah's Meltaway Brisket, page 165, and I put a little sticky note in, and then I do a shopping list, Mm. right? That's the big thing. Um, These days with all the delivery apps and stuff, I'm a really big fan of having everything come to my door and not waste time shopping and I can't find things and whatever. So um, you make your shopping list and, or, you know, and then decide what you can make in advance and also like, don't. Keep saying, like I said this a couple times already, but more and more I'm I'm finding that the simpler the better. And simple mm. doesn't mean simple can mean just as delicious. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, uh, a, like a deliciously marinated um, piece of steak with like some oven roasted asparagus with garlic and herbs, which is like you know you it's not you just pop it in and it's done. Um, just keeping it simple, but keeping it delicious and thinking about your health and, you know, what kind of food groups you want to combine to make a meal. And again, cause otherwise it's like, oh, cause I've been here. Otherwise it's like, oh, I guess we're having pasta again for dinner tonight. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause it's easy and you have nothing else prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there, so you talked and I haven't, which I can't believe that I haven't because I love to cook. There's something I do love going to the grocery though. It's a Mm -hmm. very, it's a therapy thing for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) to kind of get out of my head and go to the grocery. But Mm -hmm. what service do you use? Like what's your favorite service? Do you use Thrive? Do you like to order from Whole Foods and have it delivered? Amazon, like what's your favorite way to get either produce and or Mm -hmm. different grocery items to your door? Okay, so that's a hard question for me because I live in like various different countries and places. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm the, I'm the best and the worst person to ask because I couldn't tell you like the coolest, latest, best app. Although I do know that 
certain, like when I'm in New York City, there's like a different delivery service than when I'm in LA, for example. So I'll usually just figure out what, what the local best service is and use that. Um, I do, however, um, uh, I order a lot of my stuff, believe it or not. Um, some of my favorite things like my gluten-free flour blend that I love, um, some of my go-to uh, gluten-free, like grain-free cake mixes, I order them on Amazon because they get there the next day and it's actually, some of them are actually hard to find in the grocery store. So I do a lot of that. Um, I order for anyone who's international, um, I order off of iHerb a lot. They, they, I mean, obviously they deliver in the US, but they're, they also deliver everywhere in the world and they have free shipping. Um, and I get all of like my healthy supplements, like my staples, they have, you know, all my organic stuff and um, vitamins or whatever, which is great. And, um, but I agree with you. I think that there are certain things, like if I want to like, you know, look for, uh, I don't know, the asparagus that we were just talking about, I do also prefer to pick out my produce myself. And yeah, you get the inspiration, what's seasonal, what's new, what... Sometimes you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me make broccolini for dinner or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I hope that I hope that's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th the name of this of this podcast is the Balanced Boss Podcast. So I try to talk about ways and I personally and I know that you have a stance on this as well. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily believe in balance. I feel like it's something it's like striving for 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 perfection. It's something that we never actually attain. But mm -hmm. the, the whole premise of the show is to give people tips and tricks that they can start to implement into their life to find that sense of flexibility, both at home and at work. So mm -hmm. I'm interested in knowing what are some like daily non-negotiable self-care items that you do either based around, based around food, but also based around um, you know, mental health or what you do in regards to a meditation practice or what are your non-negotiable self-care daily items that you implement into your life to make sure that you stay flexible, both in a work setting and also for your family and being at home? Yeah. Um, I am religious about my workouts and I'll talk to you a little bit about the different styles of things I do, but um, I can't function it, it, as a mom or in my work without having moved my body. And, um, you know, the, 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 the like priming conditioning, the endorphins that happen through, you know, sweat and cardio. So I do that every single day. Um, I, and I, and I, and I almost always start my day that way because you know what it's like 10 AM rolls around and then it's like, nighttime and you still haven't gone to the gym or whatever. So it's, yeah. it's scheduled. It's first thing in the morning. Um, I also wake up about an hour before anyone else um, in my family, sometimes even in my city. Um, I like waking up before anybody else. And it's my hour where I do um, all of those things that I would, um, uh, again, that would get pushed off for later. Um, and it depends whatever that priority of the day is. Um, usually it's not busy work. It's like important work. So, um, sometimes it's a meditation or a yoga practice. If that's what that morning, if that's the space that that morning has, um, I do do a little like kind of like morning breathing stretchy thing for about 15 minutes always anyway. Um, but I do my kind of my most important things. So it's that quiet time. I mean, it's not really 
in a way it's meditative because you know that morning hour when no one else is awake and mm -hmm. it's just your 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 brain is clear if i if i miss that um i just feel so out of balance or yeah i feel like yeah. i just like lost like my my kind of head start for the day so that's really my key that's awesome it's so funny because every person that i have on the show <laughs> says the same thing all these people oh, really are, so <laughs> yeah funny. well it's the stillness piece right like it's in order to to really if you're a high achiever and you are really looking to find some sort of flexibility some sort of balance and that you know equilibrium in your life you have to have time for stillness yeah. and and moving your body i'm a huge component of moving my body i'm interested what what is your exercise regimen so I, um, this is interesting because it goes back to my whole flexible philosophy um, because my, my exercise used to be a lot more rigid because I, I thought I had to do certain things like X number of cardio minutes or whatever, or like run, but when I got into running, it was like run every single day for X amount <laughs> of miles a week. And then I would track it. And, and I'm sort of at the point now where I do a little bit of everything. So I run, I go to the gym, I do cardio, I go on hikes, I'm, I do, you know, I walk everywhere. Um, I do a kind of um, sort of a girly kind of workout with light weights and high repetition, you know, kind of bar, bar style um, toning and ab stuff. And then I have a kind of steady, normal, regular yoga practice. Again, yoga for me used to be like X number of hours of training to really nail that complicated arm balance and now it's like I do a little bit of this and I do a little bit of that and I listen to my body and if my legs hurt one day I decide that it's a walk day not a run day and I'm also you know as you get older too you um you really have to listen to your body and do what you love and do it do what your body needs right absolutely that's a part of my philosophy too and it's incredible how much it changes as you get older <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah listening to your body is crucial so we, I have a couple more questions for you before we wrap up the show. Um, this is kind of a fun question. What is your favorite, just because we're talking about food, and honestly, Neely, this is the first person that I've interviewed on the show that has spoken about integrating, you know, being in the kitchen and integrating healthy cooking and meal prep and all of that good stuff into a balanced lifestyle. So I'm interested in knowing what is your guilty go-to? Like, what is your favorite either dessert or what is your favorite food mm. that you could eat all the time Ooh. if you if you had the Wait, chance like a bad food <laughs> right or, is that what you're or saying? maybe yeah maybe it's a bad food but like i love i love brownies i made these amazing like, vegan gluten-free brownies last night which i guess are semi-healthy but they're also bad right they still have a ton of sugar in them but I guess anything yeah. across the board, okay, healthy so, or not healthy. Well, okay. So my my favorite food, like in the world, which is like hilariously boring, is cauliflower. Don't hate me yet. I promise I'll give you a bad <laughs> one too. But um, it is and actually um, we spend a lot of time in Israel and in Israel here's it here we're getting guiltier. Um, in Israel they they deep fry the cauliflower, mm. and like once you've had deep fried cauliflower, then you have the steamed one, and you're like. What is, what is that? <laughs> um, but they deep fry the cauliflower and um, you could like throw some herbs on top and drizzle it with some tahini. That's like, I mean, that's like a healthy-ish um, indulgence. Um, well, I bet oh, you could put that in the air fryer. That would be good in an air fryer. Mm, 
you know what? It actually really is. I just got an air fryer and I really love it. Okay. I'm going to try that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I, I put a little more oil in my air fryer than it calls for just because I think it tastes yummier, like an extra teaspoon or whatever, but I think it's worth it. Um, and you want to season it really well in there. So it doesn't come out bland by the way. Okay. Um, but, um, okay. Uh, random confession. I like gummy bears, like, like candy gummy bears. And like, when I'm like, I need some sugar, like I'll take a gummy bear or a couple. So yeah, don't tell anyone. No, I won't tell anybody because I love gummy bears too. <laughs> I love any type of gummy bear, which is horrible. I try not to eat them as, as much. I wish that we could find, if there was a recipe for healthy gummy bears, there has to be one out there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just a silly little thing. <laughs> so Neely, talk, I know we're going to wrap up the show, but I always want to know, people want to know where they can find you, where they can find your cookbook. What do you have going, you know, going on for yourself? Is there anything that you're releasing courses? Can you just kind of promote yourself for a little bit so people can find you if they want to? Sure. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, which is the easiest way at the flexible chef. Um, you can also come to my website, theflexiblechef.com. Um, I put out a ton of interesting content, new recipes, new thoughts. I send out a really fun newsletter once a week. Um, we're working on a couple new big things, which you can stay tuned and watch for on both of those channels. Um, and you can get my book wherever books are sold. Um, you look up Neely Fisher, it'll come up on Amazon or wherever. Um, it's called food you want for the life you crave. Awesome. Neely, thank you so much for coming on the show. You gave us so much information about how to incorporate and start to live a healthy lifestyle and and cook for ourselves, even if we have a busy life. So thank you so much. Hopefully I can have you on again soon. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. For all the listeners, I will put Neely's information in the show notes below. So make sure that you check it out.